0: This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy Merch Store on Tee Public. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around Tee Public. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. This is very strange. We are recording in person, most of <gasps> oh us.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm also with Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. Lara Taylor. Hey. And making her Geek Therapy debut. Nina Taylor. Kester. Nina. Hello. Nina of Lara. Nina
2: Nina my wife.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we
0: talk about Nina all the time on the show.
2: We do. Did you know I, I just I just never because dropped I'm I never scared.
0: dropped her name. How do you feel about that?
3: It's um, okay. <laughs> it's mostly good i kind of like being that um like in in narrative where there's that character that you never actually see or hear but everyone talks about i just think those are the best characters
0: like the character that's really important to the story but they don't cast them to like season three kind of thing yeah 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 that type of thing
3: welcome Uh, to season
4: three welcome to season three (laughs) 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 all
0: right so before we get started two announcements First, uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been adding shows to the network, shows and blogs. So this week, another announcement, the Superhero Therapy podcast by Janina Scarlett and Dustin McGinnis is now a part of the GT Network. Woo! Woo! Janina has been on the show in the past and she had a podcast. If you follow her, you would know that she started a podcast as over 10 episodes, but it was like buried inside another feed with a whole bunch of other shows so that's taken care of and now the show you can subscribe to it and it is part of the gt family so welcome janina and dustin and one more one more announcement we have a new patron on patreon
2: woo,
3: woo. yay patrons welcome yeah. mark
0: welcome to the party mark
3: Yep. Yeah. oh yeah hi mark mm-hmm.
0: At, like a high level like 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 mark a
3: high can, level like mark's I not messing
0: around know. like he's
3: uh-huh. he's a patron
0: Mark's
1: our favorite yeah <laughs> you hear that all of our
4: other patrons <laughs> work for it <laughs>
0: so the reason we're all together and we're live and uh, well at a, we're sitting at a table in a hotel room is because we're in San Diego we're at Comic Con and it's been a really long time since I did one of these and it's cool like I think every time we come to Comic Con at least for me it's about spending time with friends and but as I've been here, I, I've kept saying like that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to spend time mm-hmm. with friends. But hanging out with Lauren today reminded me of all the other reasons why Comic Con <laughs> is cool.
4: Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you had
0: like a concentrated oh version in a
4: today. good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I in thought a good you were way. saying I was way. not a fun friend to hang out with. This <laughs> <laughs> is like rude. But in that case, thank you. Oh, how sweet. Nice. That's so sweet. <laughs> It's cool Um, when you
2: get to have someone who's never seen it before and like has that experience, and you get to live vicariously because after a while you start getting jaded. And
3: uh. yeah, (laughs) after it's been more than a decade, so yeah, it's been awesome that we we always try to bring somebody new to Comic Con because especially somebody who's worked the con for a long, long, long time, you totally forget what all the fuss is about until you see someone Getting bright-eyed really excited come yeah. in and be like oh my goodness these are my people where have <laughs> they been
0: plus we got to go shopping we went to panels we mm-hmm. walked outside of the convention center we walked the show floor we did a little bit of everything you got to work a booth you got to work a booth i which- did you
2: were a booth babe <laughs> <laughs>
4: coming true. I think it's an
0: outdated term. I don't think no. we're allowed to say Booth Babe
2: anymore.
4: You know. Whatever. I'm reclaiming it right now. It's, reclaimed. <laughs> <The world's reclaimed laughs> it. it's me. I'm the Booth Babe. Longer, longer I think the only thing you didn't do is cosplay. Yeah. I said to Josue earlier today I'm a little disappointed. I am disappointed I didn't bring my my lapis costume even though I don't have the right hair anymore. I should have just half cosplayed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Half play. Half
4: play. Half I should, play. Have should have just done oh it. should have just done it. Oh, well. It's Next time.
0: People do it. You saw that today. <laughs> uh, speaking of the the booth, um, the reason Nina is here at Comic-Con right now is because she is working here. She is... Why are you here? <laughs> Who are you?
3: <laughs> um, so I'm the program coordinator for the Cartoon Art Museum. What is that? Um, it is. It is one of the longest-running... Museums dedicated solely to comic and cartoon art in the United States, uh, and it's uh, in our um, always changing weather pattern, San Francisco. I was going to say sunny, but
1: <laughs> it is not work. always sunny in um, San Francisco. In, in fact, <laughs> we
3: just moved to fish a new location in Fisherman's Wharf, where it is often various weathers of cold and um, chilly. But sometimes warm. Yeah. We got some beautiful days out there. Although it it always changes. Like last week we went um, kite flying in the wind (laughs) and the cold because I found a Batman kite that makes it look like he's jumping at you while he's in the sky. (laughs) It's actually really awesome. Yeah. There's a giant lawn out uh, in front of the museum where you can like hang out and chill. And so
0: it's very cool. I got to go for the first time a few days ago. Yeah. I liked it.
3: What was your favorite part about the museum?
0: My favorite part of the museum was the... What's the name of the exhibit of the old animation cells and kind of like the history of animation?
3: Yeah, that's our, our treasury of animation. And it's actually pulled from the museum's permanent collection. And so we have over 7,000 pieces of comic and cartoon art. And so we pulled some of the the best and coolest and sort of rare and some fan favorites for a timeline of hand-drawn animated cartoons from the 1920s um, starting with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and going all the way into the the 2000s with Cartoon Network.
2: And I've heard you mention that that may rotate out and like be a more permanent kind of fixture in the museum.
3: Yeah um, we're we're kind of adjusting some shows so um, one of the cool things about when we do a show like a, a Treasury of Animation is that we actually leave it up for a little bit longer. Usually, our shows last about three or four months, um, but for a Treasury of Animation, I'll think I think it'll be up a little bit longer. And because, like I said, we've got those seven thousand pieces of art in our collection, uh, the curator is going to rotate out some of the pieces over time. So, if you visit the show multiple times, you'll you'll you know ha- have to see. Um, can you can you spot? What's new in the galleries? Can you, can you see what's highlighting? I think um, I know sometime around there where we've got some James and the Giant Peach pieces from stop motion animation. And I heard those will, will be coming out at some point during the rotations. Ooh. Yeah.
0: No, it was really cool to see all of these shorts uh, or movies that I've seen and then see actual little pieces of them mm-hmm. or sketches, you know, part of the movie making process. That are so old, too.
3: Yeah, there's there's storyboards. Um, there's actually sheet music, I believe. Yeah. It's from yeah, yeah. Wiley e. Coyote. Yep. Um, With I all these notes. That's yeah, so yeah. cool. Um, so getting to see, like, all the different parts that go into animation is really cool for this show. We've got a lot of um, – there's a lot of stuff from Fantasia up right now, and those are some of my favorites. Actually, there's um some really cool sort of scene studies that are just these beautiful little – um, I believe they're gouache paintings for Bambi, and it looks like this really like creepy abandoned little uh, tree. And I'm trying to remember what scene it's from, but now I have to go back. Some and watch parts Bambi. of Bambi are kind of creepy, though. It's like, true. Um, that movie scared me. The yeah. like Drip, drip, drop song. Yeah. Still terrifies me.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I don't. Th- I don't think I've watched that movie <laughs> since I was like six.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: My, my favorite piece is the. Drawing of, I don't think this is from any actual cartoon. It's just like from the time, which is Walt Disney and Donald Duck sitting at a table, and we're seeing it from the, uh, like the outside of a building. And on the outside, it's uh, Mickey, like in a trench coat and a hat, with his hands in his pockets, looking really sad.
3: Yeah. And it's also like snowing. There's snow. He's like up to his, like almost his knees in snow, like out in the cold while (laughs) they're having like a warm dinner inside or something. so
0: strange. And then I I looked at it and I was like, this is like, Mickey looks cool, but at the same time he looks kind of sad. What's happening? And then in the card on the side, it said that this was like around the time when Donald Duck became more popular than Mickey Mouse. And like that, like blew my mind. That was before I was born. Definitely that that, that, that happened. And uh, I've been telling all my family, like <laughs> that's like what been one of my highlights of uh, of my trip so far.
3: Yeah, I think one of the cool things about working in the museum and especially doing some of the more historic shows is kind of revealing those things that we we may have forgotten about over time. Um, so yeah, like those moments of like when, when was Donald Duck more popular than Mickey Mouse? Like it, is, could that really happen? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um so what is the Cartoon Art Museum doing here at San Diego Comic-Con?
3: So the Cartoon Art Museum, every year at San Diego Comic-Con, um, we do a Sketchathon. So the Sketchathon we have artists from all over the industry come and they volunteer time at the booth to do sketches for attendees for donations to the museum. And um it's actually really we we pull in accessibility even into our fundraising. The sketches only start at ten dollars, and up. So it's actually a great way for. I've seen a lot of families and a lot of first timers kind of see us doing the sketchathon, and then they're like ten dollars. Like I can finally afford something at Comic Con, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you yeah. know it's personal. It's hand drawn. It's by people who work in the industry. Like what. Cooler. Some, some of the artists you get can be, like,
2: well-known artists. Yeah, too. we've had
3: Pixar artists. We've had um, artists from The Walking Dead in the past. We've had... Jeffrey Brown. Yeah, Jeffrey Brown um, is always a favorite. He's he's unfortunately not here this year, but he's usually a, a regular. Um, and then, um, yeah, so it's, it's always kind of a, a surprise who volunteers every year. And so... Um, we, we have the schedule at our table so you can see who's going to be there during the weekend and come back for particular artists. Um, and then we also do, we started to do more and more programming here. Um, our curator, Andrew Frago, um, has kind of really made ends with Comic-Con by um taking in orphaned or abandoned panels, or sometimes sometimes they actually select him to do panels because they think it's a good fit. And um, But sometimes he gets to do some really cool, like unique panels because it's kind of, they're not quite sure who has the expertise to talk to a particular group of people. And Andrew's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do my research, I'll figure it out, you know, as a curator, that's kind of his job is to make sure he knows his facts before he goes into something. Um, and so he's, uh, he gets to have some really cool conversations. And then um, I run some demos and workshop panels um, at the museum. So this year we have watercolor for cartooning. And then we, we usually every year do a, a basic drawing class. So it's like a draw along. And we have some characters and you draw along with us. And you get some supplies from Sakura of America, uh, who's a... Um, supporter a uh, big supporter of the museum. They they donate thousands of dollars worth of supplies for us for educational stuff. So it's my I always have to shout out because <laughs> I don't awesome. want to take that for granted. Yeah, yeah. So awesome.
2: they were walking around today in um oh, they were micron yeah. and micron pen cosplay and it was adorable and awesome. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was like I'm gonna be a pen. It's cool. It's cool.
3: It was really cool. they were actually inspired by someone else who had done it as a Halloween costume a couple years back and they were like well you know we're we're the company so we have to go out a little more and do it like more intensely but you know they were really inspired by their fan community
0: I know one of the reasons why why obviously the museum is here is to gather support and I forgot to tell you earlier I'm I'm almost certain that Lauren and I photobombed Robert Kirkman taking a photo of the booth so I get he's a fan. Like follow up with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell Andrew, It's like.
3: Also,
0: Lauren you and I are now on Robert Kirkman's phone, yeah. which is cool.
4: Trust me. <laughs> sure wish I knew who that was. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably in the background of a lot of people's pictures.
2: I think yeah. about how many pictures I'm possibly in, like. Throughout the course of you're being just
0: photo throughout the whole yeah. weekend. That's oh, totally! Yeah. Totally. <laughs> At least you're wearing a geek therapy uh, sweatshirt. That's right. right. Now. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're new new I'm wearing strategy. it right now. <laughs> 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 Comic Con is my
4: therapy.
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, so, do you do you want to blow your nose?
4: No, I thought I was going to sneeze, but I'm fine. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 it's just. Still inside of me <laughs> and
0: and I ask you that because um, you didn't get the con cred, but unfortunately I, I got everybody sick here, and I apologize.
4: Oh
2: he admitted <laughs> well, it I did. she's on and an I accelerated did. schedule because she's only here for a day and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> her concrud came early I'm so
0: I feel very bad about that. I'm very sorry, everybody um, but uh yeah, so you are here for a, for a limited time uh, yep. Lauren, we've been able to hang out hang out all week, but uh, you only had like a day and a half. At the convention. But, like, I always love to hear, like, what what was that like?
4: It was excellent. Excellent. I really enjoyed it. I think... I mean, the best part is hanging out with you guys. But it's really cool seeing all of the cosplays and um, all of the stuff I can't possibly afford to buy. <laughs> and, um, I mean... There's a lot of that. Uh, there is a lot of that. But uh, I, I really... I really like being around a bunch of people that I know I have something in common with, mm-hmm. right? It's like even if, you know, we don't have completely overlapping geek interests I know that there is something in, in the, you know, on the con floor that, you know, you looked at and got excited about and I looked at and got excited about and that's like really touching to me. There's sort of a, a nice intimacy in sharing a huge space with a ton of people, but knowing that you're all there and excited to be there. And that's, that's really cool. 200,000 of your bestest buddies. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure some of them are jerks, but like I didn't talk to them, So that's great. <laughs> you can pretend.
0: <laughs> I told the story a long time ago about bringing my nephew here and asking him like what are you into he was like lego minecraft i was like no problem lego minecraft has a whole area (laughs) with a whole bunch of stuff and for him it was so much fun like he was just like loving it and and i don't don't know how to describe it right like a kid enjoys seeing things for the first time
3: like like a kid in a candy store like a
0: yeah but no it's like a kid at Comic Con it's different <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna say that
3: too oh my god we are the same person
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was so cool to to walk around with Lauren and she's like yelling things to cosplayers and they're yelling things back. And <laughs> she like, started
2: a chant on,
4: or helped some kids start a chant on a bus today. Like, <laughs> Look, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to let a chant fail <laughs> when I can do something to save the chant.
2: <laughs> she got like a bus going, calm, 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 calm. It was great.
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know if I've ever seen that in my decade plus of coming to comic con is just chant people chanting you you sometimes, sometimes, get off off the bus yeah. sometimes New you gotta experience chant. for me too yeah
4: thank so you you just gotta chant it out <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i don't know like after a day and a half i don't know i feel like if i if i were leaving today i'd feel like pretty satisfied if i were you i don't know if you feel the same way but i think you got a pretty good day and a half
4: I feel pretty good. Yeah, I saw yeah. lots of things. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed because I've seen really cool h- cosplays, different cosplays, like every like six minutes. <laughs> and you're sure,
2: like, if you had three more days, you'd yeah, get, I'd like, get to see so, so many, many more. more. Also, but, um,
0: you had preview night and Thursday, like the good cosplay comes out Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and Sunday. the masquerade
4: <laughs> yep. is Saturday. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm missing the the best cosplay days, but you know, I still got to see some really cool ones and so many various nerd apparel nerd shirts
0: nerd tattoos
4: nerd tattoos yeah yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I have a I have a Hyrule crest tattoo And it's really fun to be all like I just saw 18 people who have very similar tattoos <laughs> to me <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that And the, the couple of um, panels we got to go to were really neat You got to yeah. ask a question? I did, I got to ask a question
0: You ran up and were the first person I yeah. sat
4: a closer then, to the front this time Because I wanted to make sure I could ask a question <laughs> I was wondering why you guys are
2: so close to the front usually we don't sit that close <laughs> I am I, I should have known it, it was, was me.
0: yeah we went to a few good panels I mean it was it was it was good I have a good feeling like it's it's really just starting I feel I'm really sad that you're leaving because
4: yeah. well take notes send <laughs> tell me send everything
3: right. to the channel
4: it. send pictures to you of yeah. all the, all the stuff send me pictures of good cosplay
0: you got it <laughs> Oh man, it's gonna be so much. I I really So-and-so.
4: I really love all of the kid and baby cosplay, <laughs> though maybe mm-hmm. don't take pictures of children without nope. permission. You but have that. but yeah. it is it is cosplay really is not consent. I saw like, I don't know, eight or nine like, you know, little girls between six and ten dressed up as Wonder Woman and it made me so happy. And they're just like mm-hmm. running around like there was one little girl who the the crown the forehead tiara thing was a little bit too big on her so she's like running around holding it so it's in the right position on her face it was so cute she's like i'm committed to this role (laughs) i'm not taking it off i know it doesn't i'm not taking it off i'm wonder woman and she wears it i love seeing little kids pull their parents towards
2: booths that have stuff that they want not even just like in the big like commercial booths with like the networks and stuff but like I saw some kids with their parents in small press, which is mostly indie creators and stuff. And a um, little girl pulling. And the dad's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute.
0: Laura <laughs> uh, Nina, do you remember a few years ago? I think it was the last time I was here. This little kid dressed up as Iron Man who did the flying like he was flying. Yes. He must have been like three or four years old. Is that it was like, show them how, how does how does Iron Man fly? And he's just like floating, like yeah, like, like, with on his the arms toes. down oh, and the hands so out, yeah, mm-hmm. so good, so good.
2: Little girls, <laughs> so dre- I saw a little girl. I was in line at the ABC booth, and um, some of the people in line and I were joking with these people earlier in the line because the dad wanted to get up with them, and we we're like, it's okay. And the daughters dress up as Miss Marvel, and we're like. As long as she shrinks down to size, because she's Miss Marvel. That way she doesn't take up more of the line. So she sat down in the line, and it was so cute. Oh, that's Uh, so good. I love when they get into their roles. It's so
4: great. I saw a family... uh, where the two kids were dressed as Dipper and Mabel, and the dad was dressed up as Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls. And I was I was at the booth at that time, so I didn't like run over and be like, "I love you," but
3: I thought it in my heart mm-hmm. a lot. That, that attitude is fully endorsed by the Cartoon Art Museum, like totally fan all over it. Please, so cute. <laughs> I mean, don't harass anybody. <laughs> that is not condoned
2: by no. the Cartoon Art Museum. <laughs>
0: But it was a lot of good stuff. Uh, something cool that happened today, we met up with uh, Elizabeth Smith who the first time I ever went to Comic Con I did an episode like this. Where I was like, What's it like to go to the first time the Comic Con? Mm-hmm. And it was just me and Liz. And it's cool that to see her this time, I haven't seen her in a very yeah. long time. And to see her here at Comic Con, it really is and Larry, um, Nina, you were saying that earlier too, right? It's like you come here and you like you see all your friends. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like
3: It's a giant family reunion. Yeah, yeah. I I used to live and work on the East Coast, and the show when I moved out here became my way of like reaching back and staying in touch, and um, especially because I kind of moved out here on a whim because I was following some like, oh my God, like I'm getting to work at the Schultz studio and, and didn't look back and think like, oh, and you're leaving your entire like life. family <laughs> and friends and the life that you've established. I was just like, woo, let's do it. <laughs> and, and didn't think about like, oh, I miss those people. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs>
2: well, even like we go to several conventions during the year and, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and some of our friends that we have up there, we only run into when we're at conventions. Like, we co- <laughs> we live within, like, an hour and a half of each other. We have to drive eight hours, ten hours south to run into them <laughs> at the convention, Yeah, um, which sometimes we don't even plan to run into them. And oh, no. Yeah. 200,000 people in San Diego, and you ran into how many – like three people we know at dinner tonight. Like, it's crazy. Yeah.
4: Sometimes
0: you run into family?
4: Oh yeah. I ran into my cousin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very weird.
4: <laughs> it's like I was at the booth, and I'm like, people are walking by and you know, anybody who makes eye contact with me, I'm like, Hello, hi. <laughs> do you go to San Francisco? You should go to the the Cartoon Art Museum.
3: And I look over and I'm like, oh. Hey, Galen! (laughs) What are you doing (laughs) here? I have also never run into family at a comic con before. You are
2: blowing
4: her mind. It was it was (laughs) pretty exciting. I've never done. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but shout out!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Galen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. Like Liz lives in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and I know that if I'm in Atlanta for Dragon Con or if I'm at san diego for comic-con it's very likely that i may see here
2: you it's got plenty cool. of people you can go to a convention and it's, it's true it's true it's you true you can hit a whole bunch of people at the same time with like josue is here yeah i gotta hang out with you it's funny
0: uh, <laughs> yesterday preview night is only three hours and at the end of three hours i was like i already saw the show floor uh, what am i gonna do for for another four days Like,
2: it's like you go away for a couple of years and you forget how much you can do in four days. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Today, I was like, today ended. And I didn't go to a tenth of the panels or events I wanted to go to. (laughs) Plus, there were things on the show floor that I wanted to do. And I've already, like, walked the whole thing, like, four times. And...
3: It's and crazy.
0: Th- I know. And yeah. then when Liz showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, like, there's more people here to meet and talk to. It's
3: mm-hmm.
2: like
0: four days isn't enough.
2: Or like, <laughs> more time. How, what was it? There was the, the dragon from Dragon Ball Z up on the roof. You said you walked under it like three times and <laughs> hadn't seen it until I pointed it out from
1: across the room. Yeah.
0: I was like, whoa, oh, that, that, there's, there's Shenron. That's, that's so cool. And then when I went to the booth, I was like, oh, I, I've, I'd been here already. <laughs> i already come booth. I just didn't look up and there's a giant Shenron. Oh, so good. So, So,
3: um, when I was a kid, I got a little mini magazine in the mail, and it was from Comic-Con International, which is the group that runs the show and what they would like everyone to call it, but... But nobody does. San Diego Comic-Con. And... It was a guide to the show, like what you could do there, how you should prepare, and I read that thing like a kajillion times, (sighs) and it had things like, um, you know, make sure you study the map carefully before you come, because people get disoriented, make sure you have water, some people have passed out, and you know, this was when I was a kid, so this was already like several decades ago (laughs) at this point, and um yeah, and I, you know, I just kind of clicked in my head that I was like, "Man, I read that and I I was like, that sounds really cool. I should go to that someday." But when I finally made it here, I didn't connect to when I was a kid, I just connected to like having been in college for the industry and then like this is where you're supposed to end up as part of the industry. So, but yeah, like even back then, it was this like dizzying event that was so massive and like the first day it's just we travel down here, we do preview night, and we were exhausted. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Can we go home now? And then after the first like big day, you've had your rest, you got a taste of it. And I'm like, oh, man, like I need to do all the things, all the things. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time.
2: You got to keep pushing, keep pushing. You could miss out on a freebie at a booth, or you could miss out on this really awesome panel or a signing or – I don't know, miss out on seeing a booth that you didn't see that was squeezed between two other things or all the cosplayers outside. There's so much to do.
0: Today, Lauren and I had a lot of that. It was like, we we're looking for a, a booth that we never found. I have no idea. <laughs> like, the number just didn't exist. I don't know. And then we saw an event, a Rebecca Sugar event. And we're like, yeah, let's go to that. And then
2: you have to have a ticket for that, huh? Yeah. Not only that, but it wasn't even
0: at the convention center. No, it's in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had no idea. <laughs> and th- like you're talking about looking at a how-to guide uh, when you were a kid. Like now we have the app, you know? Like I just search but it and all But they still send you there.
2: one now in your nice little badge box.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, it's easier now, and even with that, I was like, oh nope, sorry, nope. There's no way we're making it to the Rebecca Sugar thing.
3: I, I do still recommend like trying to kind of do a basic memorization of the map if you really want to get the most out of it so you're not like because even when you look at the map on the app and like in the moment you're like okay i see the thing here but where is this in relation to where i am right now and that's (laughs) like a whole nother like it's like a math equation
0: i need indoor gps i need like a google maps mapped inside of the convention center like to have with like the Louvre and things like that. That's what I need. I need you to train beforehand. I
4: don't know otherwise. what you guys are talking about. All you need is the paper map and then have Pokemon open and cross-reference the two. You'll always know where you are.
0: Is that is that <laughs> how it works?
4: That's how I was sure? orienting. Um, I just look up at the ceiling and
2: see a dragon or see the DC booth or I know that if I look by Oni, that's where the Cartoon Art Museum booth is. So...
1: And
0: that's just like the show floor, right? Uh, We were upstairs, and I had no idea how to get back to the exhibition hall. And so I asked someone, and he was very, very eager to help. He was like, "I'll help you out." Yeah. And then he brought out the map. (laughs) He was like, "You want to get here, and we're here." I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know." (laughs) It ended up. It was like just ten feet behind us. The the stairs (laughs) right there, just freshly behind us. But the way they moved everything and the signs, like they were flowing traffic differently, and now the. The RFID stuff, I was, oh, I was confused. Oh, so much good stuff. We've partnered with TeePublic to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on TeePublic. Visit geektherapy.com store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com slash store to get some GT merch. We could we could just uh, talk about cool Comic-Con stuff forever. But I I did want to ask you, Nina, since you're here, about some of the panels and things that you've been involved in. Not only now, but in the past, um, related to queer comics. And you've also done the Queer Comics Expo?
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: You got it right. Yeah, we write. talked
0: about it um, when it was happening on the show. Uh, what are you doing this weekend related to all that?
3: So um, there's a nonprofit called Prism Comics, and we went to a panel,
0: um, yeah. the mm-hmm. transgender uh, comics panel, mm-hmm. and that's that that's
3: Prism, as in the thing that the thing that refracts light and creates rainbows, not. Prison,
1: <laughs> um, just to be clear. Prism.
3: I didn't know where you
0: were going with that. I was like, what other pr- kind of prism is there? But yeah, I gotcha. I've heard her go through this a yeah, few yeah, times. No, no, no. Yeah, I can see. Sometimes can people see.
3: mishear me and it's, it's- They're like prison comics. I, I get no. it now. <laughs> prism. With an M. Uh, comics is a nonprofit dedicated to creating awareness of- um, LGBTQAIKLMNOP. i M, N, O, P. I'll just throw it all in there. Um, peoples, both as fans and creators and content in comics. And uh, they are largely responsible for my career. Um, and I don't think I'd be in the same place I am now career-wise and all the cool stuff that I've done without having been involved with them. And so when their their main guy, uh, Ted Ebenheim, Ebenheim, every once in a while, I'm like, how do you say it? And he's like, yeah. it's Ted. <laughs> it's Ted. <laughs> Ted, yeah. Ted, is, Ted it's, is great. Ted is <laughs> Ted. So um, Ted came up to me at an ape like two years ago and was like, so I've been wanting to do like an industry award for queer comics for a really long time. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, I've got the Queer Comics Expo, so let's just make it part of the programming for that. And um, we worked with this amazing, amazing volunteer as our chairperson, Maya Kobabe. And um, Maya has just, like, totally um been asking all the right questions, sort of helping us, like Ted and I have basically been sort of like the the, the decision makers and we kinda came with it. Um we're like, here's like eighty percent and help us, you know, fix the the rest of it so that it'll be at a hundred percent and we can actually make this happen. And um so last year I was I was really deeply involved in like doing the very first year for the Prism Comics. And we do PRISM Awards. Or PRISM <laughs> Awards on behalf of PRISM Comics, the Queer Comics Expo, and the Cartoon Art Museum. And um, we have five uh, awards that can be won. Um, there's an open submission period in the beginning of the year. Um, so kind of look for it any time between like February and May is kind of like the, the time when we release the uh, submission period. Period, and run it, and then um, we actually do the awards in in June or July. And so this year, I had to skip Queer Comics Expo because the museum reopened in its beautiful new location near Girardelli Square in beautiful <laughs> San Francisco. And uh, there were just too many logistics at the museum to be able to properly run the con and not have it just be awful. Um, and I didn't want to do that to the con or anyone. So, um, but we wanted to make sure that the PRISM awards kept going. And so um, we actually worked it out with Comic-Con International to have a specific programming slot just for the awards. And they timed it right after the Out in Comics panel, which used to be the Gays in Comics panel that has been running for over 30 years. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it's the longest running panel
3: at Comic Con. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, and they changed it to Out in Comics to be more inclusive of how yeah. sort of that that movement is expanding. And so, right after Out in Comics on Saturday, which is always this really awesome two hour panel where everybody just uh, talks <laughs> <Sunky>. about their. <laughs>
2: I don't
4: want to mess Nina up and screw her I'm up. I'm so sorry. Stop looking at me. <laughs> it's, not, it's
2: not Nina's fault. It's it was me. Fault. It was me. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I was like, is she making a statement about me? Am I going on too long? No. No.
0: That's her maybe she will sneeze. Maybe I she like, won't sneeze. Her
3: eyes are
4: rolling back into her head. Is she okay? <laughs> it's from all the pressure of the sneezes trapped inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I apologize. Out in comics.
3: All right. So um, Out in Comics is this really great two-hour panel um, every Saturday evening at Comic-Con. And um, it's just a, a very large panel of queer creators just kind of, like, talking about their experiences. And because it's late at night, it's not, like, stuffy or, like, super serious people. There's, like... Terrible jokes, and you know, the whole crowd is laughing half the time. And because all of a sudden somebody takes it down a route, and then where it's like, this feels very casual, Mm -hmm. like maybe a little too casual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's one of my favorite panels. And so after that, we're going to be running just a, a 45 minute uh award ceremony and announcing the winners for. Those five categories, the, um, oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm running them and I'm probably going to get some of the titles wrong. So um, so I think there's short form, um, there's self-published, there's mid-size. Uh, or small, small to mid-size. Small to mid-size press. There's mainstream. And then there's anthology. And so those are the, the five award categories that we kind of, settled on um, that really kind of uh, encompassed a fair judging system. Like, we went through, like, should we do it by genre? Should we do it by age range appropriateness? Should we? And so um, format became the best way to kind of, like, set a palette for how to judge all the stuff that it does.
0: And the qualifiers for... Like what? What is the requirement of a comic okay. to be considered for the Prism Awards?
3: Yeah. So like, so like, what are we looking for? Actually, it's, it's got to be queer. queer comics. It's got to be queer. Yeah, that's so, pretty much. Oh, queer creators. So yeah. Maya wrote this amazing mission statement, which I do not have on hand, but um, it's always in the material that we put out every year about it, and um, basically, it's sort of. Bringing awareness to like new positive or challenging material that um, brings in like honesty and awareness of what's going on in queer comics. So it's like the we're trying to really honor the people that are pushing the the that sort of category of queer comics forward and making it progress further than it's been before.
0: I f- it's so cool they actually have the awards like right behind Lauren like don't don't the, and they're don't not assembled yet.
2: yet and they are the they're the <laughs> same awards that were given out last year and they're the coolest awards that you can get I was so amazed when Nina described to me what she wanted to make these actual physical awards look like I was like how the hell are you gonna do that <laughs> she wanted a comic book open with a rainbow coming out of it and I was like what is this and she managed to convince my friend Barry. Uh, Barry Figgins does uh, laser smithing. And he... Yeah. Lyris laser studio. Yeah, Lyris laser studio. He, um, yeah. he made the bases um, all cut out of wood. Did some weird... I don't know, He figured out how to curve the plastic um, to make it look like an open comic book with laser cut... Um, Uh, panels. And then Nina's friend Amy did some amazing looking um, glass rainbows that we all glue together and put together. And they're so cool. Last year, one of the award winners was like, this is so most awards you get are really phallic. And this is the least phallic. This is the (laughs) opposite. And then she took her hand and put it through the rainbow like she like fisted the rainbow <laughs> <laughs> and was like, "I hope my hand doesn't get stuck."
0: You're right. That is, I was. I was wondering, what's the opposite of phallic? That is the opposite of phallic. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, um, Geinecker?
2: There's a
4: word for it. I don't think yeah, that's don't it, but there yeah. is a word for it. Yeah. It exists. So it's what
0: yeah.
2: Lara said. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she fisted the rainbow. <laughs> so yeah. So it's a, the comic pages are open, and the the glass rainbow is going from one page to the next.
0: Um, that's really cool. Um, I've we've joked in the past about doing something, a podcast or something, and I'm wondering other podcasts that cover queer comics. Are you aware of any?
3: Um. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I I know there's there's stuff out there. I hope one of your listeners goes on the Geek Therapy Forum and creates a thing and just, like, people list out podcasts left and right. They could do that as a response to this episode
2: on the Geek Therapy Forum.
3: It's funny. I actually... um, I have a really hard time listening to podcasts about the industry because I feel this overwhelming pressure that I'm not doing enough. And you also get you, angry when you disagree. Like you have listened, you
2: don't <laughs> listen to our podcast because you yell at us in the car.
3: I, I usually agree with most of your <laughs> theories. It's usually like you're, you're, you're like, Oh, there's this thing, and I can't quite remember it, and I'm like yelling like the the ask an audience member person. Like <laughs> it's the. Th- that's the thing. Why, why don't you know the
1: thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And but but what do you what do you mean by you don't listen to podcasts about the industry because you feel like you're not doing enough? What did you mean by that? So I'm curious. Uh,
3: it's interesting because we've also watched. Um. I've watched you guys kind of reacting to some of your listeners and fans reaching out and being like, "Oh my goodness, like you've inspired me so much." And I think because I'm because I'm already in the industry and I'm already. Like working my butt off way more than 40 hours a week, that like feeling inspired to do more just feels like I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, I can't handle that. <laughs> like, so when you're already be, like killing yeah. yourself trying to like just get done, like the things that I have on my know. I don't know, I don't know that feeling. I don't know what that's like. Yeah.
4: I have no idea. Josue <laughs> doesn't have
3: that part of his brain. No. no. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I when I listen to podcasts I tend to listen to stuff that's kinda not related and, and since I'm more of a um comic book geek, although I'm I'm more and more expanding into to other genres, uh like watching more more cartoons more seriously, um, as like a um like how do they make this and what is the structure and what oh yeah, Lauren's like teasing at me <laughs> about uh me delving into steven universe finally after avoiding it for ages because of the the pressure of like you have to love it um Well, you You don't
0: have to love it yeah but But we're We're very happy that you do yes
3: no i do i do love it so much (laughs) and i'm I'm so glad that
0: also there's an official steven universe podcast which you can listen to once you're done with the show once you're
3: done yeah i've already started i've already started listening to some of it but um so I tend to listen to music podcasts because it's this other thing that can kind of give me a break from what I stress about every day with comics because I I don't leave it at work. It comes it comes home with me as Lara well knows. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard when you
2: what you love is is your work. You can't really shut it off,
3: and so you avoid it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I come home and I'm like, "I'm going to read comics," and that's not going to make me think about my work at a cartoon art museum. <laughs> <laughs> no, so instead you play video games. Mm-hmm. when you Woo! And listen to music and pick up the ukulele and do all sorts of things to avoid drawing my own comics that I should be doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I always think about what other shows we can do or what other shows should exist. Not necessarily that we have to do them, but to help other people who who want to make a show. I think having conversations that are very honest and very kind of just happening, you know, they're not scripted and they're reacting to things that are happening. Sometimes, you know, we, like we don't, we don't do news, but we do talk about things that, that happen if mm-hmm. we care about them. You know, I think that's yeah. the, 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 biggest um, issue. And I've always, I love coming to Comic-Con and seeing uh, panels about representation and the queer comics, panels have always been great we went to one today like i said the, the prism transgender comics uh panel and i've been to many that you were either on a panel on or i was just with you mm-hmm. uh lara and you were like yeah i'm gonna go to this one you went to all the gay panels and i was like all right yeah let's go to yeah. all the queer panels let's go do, yeah. <laughs> do them all. and it's always good and even today right uh Lauren, someone asked the that question like oh like do we have enough um, transition stories? You know, and someone someone responded like, "No, like, yeah, we have enough. We should we should go back to just uh, cis need, white male." Yeah, we need
4: more
3: <laughs> white cis male stories. Yeah, well, it's also <laughs> like it's not in, enough. Yeah, <laughs> in queer comics, it, or in, like in sort of before it really took on transgender as a, a very um, big topic, uh, the the first sort of foray was just like affection for person a person of the same gender and it was all like coming out stories and it was like that transition story is like a trans person's coming out story and so it's like can you just have stories about someone who is already transitioned and they just happen to be trans in the story and i think that's sort of where where that movement is going and i'm i'm happy to to hear that those questions are being asked because that means that we're making progress
1: yeah
2: I see yeah. I think my theory about it is there's so much more content to be made if more people make content um you could have it, there's there's room for more stories if that's the story you want to tell is it was, it was a transition story or a coming out story but as long as we get other stories as well where it's like that her that that person happens to be gay that her person happens to be non non binary that person happens to be trans. It's, I mean, there's room for everything.
0: We went to a representation and diversity in tabletop uh, role-playing gaming today. And during that panel, they showed six, at least six different podcasts, right?
4: There's just a bunch.
0: They showed, yeah, at least six. Maybe there were eight on that that slide. But they were talking about how important it was that there are podcasts out there talking Mm -hmm. about role playing games though and, and
4: and that they're different that they're yeah. i mean there are a lot that are you know d20 based and that are dm'd by straight white dudes but uh that is that is changing and and also on on youtube as well we're we're seeing more and more people pick up tabletop games and role playing games and and trying out new stuff and different systems and and things that are easier for kids to get involved in or or grandmas who have never played those kinds of games before is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to say you need to start a podcast or anything. I'm just putting it out there.
3: I know this is your really sly way of of what you've already been telling me. I should do all <laughs> like I don't think you should every, do ever, ever do it, since I'm you got saying. here you're like you should do this podcast and you should talk about queer comics. I'm and, just saying. So I Don't don't think for a minute that I didn't know what you were up it's to. It's something
0: like. that you know about and <laughs> I think you care about. So I think it would be kind of cool. It, I need to stop talking about things that I like. I don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. So
3: The the funny thing is, is that um, I have had people kind of come up to me and I, I do do, haha, do do. Um, <laughs> we're, we're mature. That's the type of thing
0: you can do on your own podcast.
3: <laughs> um. So I, I <laughs> do, do put do, do, do. on, like I have put on a queer comics expo for four years in a row and I have helped start these Prism Awards and I have, um, you know, really fought for representation as much as possible. I was at Archie comics and when Kevin Keller, uh, appeared and came out for the first time as the first openly gay Archie character and, um, you know, we we saw the original script, and um, me and a friend of mine who was an editor there, uh, he knew that I was very gay because we talked about women together all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> um, He, I believe, he brought it to my attention because he was like, "I don't think this should go through if it hasn't been seen by somebody like no one except for cis white straight men." And so you should take a look at it. And one of the um, people in the art department was also um, an older lesbian. And uh, so she and I and uh, my friend got together and looked through the script and just were like, so, you know, these this, this moment, I believe there was a moment where he just, like, came into town and uh, I guess he was talking to Veronica or something, um, and please take this story with a grain of salt because it was ages ago. He was just like, yeah, I'm gay, and we're like, uh, <laughs> that's not it how was, it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, especially like not at that time, ages ago, and, and probably not in the current climate of things, um, and not in high school when a lot of people are kind of first really figuring out who they really are. And some people know from when they're like really young or like before, like before they were born. I knew I was gay, and um, but some people, like I didn't know until I was like. Uh, 16 or 17 and my friends had all figured it out before me um <laughs> but, you know they're you know Archie is about teenagers and to have an authentic teen experience we wanted to make sure that um you know Kevin had an honest uh, experience moving to a new town and having even if he was out where he previously was like having to find friends and figure out like you know what's what's Riverdale like? Like, how are people here? What do they think of these things? And then, um, you know, having to go through the same types of experiences that the community had, people in the community had been through. And so, so yeah, so I've been a part of these like big moments and yet for me, they were so kind of like small and personal at times, even though I know technically they were important. Um, that story still- you
0: just made is like a whole episode that I want to do.
3: <laughs> but like, I still like, I'm tar- I'm like, I'm not an expert. There are tons of people that know. More than I know, and so I, I get really scared that if I do, hey like Nina, podcast, somebody's gonna.
4: We're all just call fucking making it up.
1: <laughs> we talk. We talk
3: about that. It's true. My but, mo- my mom told but if me you, I need to learn that. If you <laughs> had a podcast, you could have people on your podcast, like, it's true. and let them just. It's like I'm just and, here to let you talk.
2: The the pe- yeah the people that know so much. Like when we went to that mm-hmm. event at the at the library a few weekend a few weekends ago, and Justin Hall was just spouting all these details off the top. Of his, he's he's a queer comics h- historian, and like, I was like, how do you know that this thing? He, no presentation in front in front of him. He had like slides and everything, but like, just the the amount of like dates, and he knows the names of these obscure comics, and it's just like, really,
3: dude, how do you hold that much in your brain? I can't hold that much in my brain. It, it is interesting as a area that like currently kind of being written down historically and not something that's like like all all the mainstream and marvel and whatever stuff has like there there's a nerddom that's like really keeping track of all of those things and and there's some stuff coming out you know more every day about how some of that stuff may be oversimplified um but that for queer comics because it's so recently being like decided like what are the historical points and who really mattered in like bringing this movement forward. I watched I watched Justin go through a lot of turmoil with other people who were his age or older um, about like who who gets included and who gets excluded and um, to be someone who's making those decisions that like I understand with great power comes great responsibility. Like, I even whispered power because I was a little scared. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think it's it's really important. And I guess I don't even know if anybody's talking about it, but I don't know. I'm sorry this turned into, like, a peer pressure <laughs> <laughs> I, I know.
4: I know there are so queer, queer artists who have podcasts. I don't mm-hmm. know if they focus specifically on that, but um, I know that they do exist, that there are definitely queer cartoon artists who... Who have been recorded via audio <laughs> and posted it on the internet?
0: <laughs> Do you always make those faces as you record I've Still
4: got a sneeze just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> I've needed to sneeze this entire podcast, know, and it is—it's just. I know. It's just, whew. I know. <laughs> I,
2: it is. It is funny because we don't
4: know. I'm going to imagine this every time we record now was good. Pretty laugh
0: track. It's pretty funny.
4: <laughs> oh, I mean, the answer is yes. I do constantly make very <laughs> weird faces when we record podcasts. <laughs> oh. Good to know it's good to
0: know oh man maybe
4: that could be a patreon exclusive <laughs> <laughs> lauren's faces it's,
0: it's not even a it, yeah it'll be like a, a recording of just lauren's face not all of our faces just lauren's,
4: <laughs> just lauren's. Maybe, maybe we can turn this into gifts for discord or something
2: gifs the, yeah gifs sure. GIFs. GIFs. Yeah. <laughs> gifs you bastard man <laughs> If any of these things are enticing and would convince you to be a patron, let us know.
0: <laughs> a patron, right? It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Check it out. Patreon.com slash therapy. Yes. It's good do stuff. It. <laughs> do it. So I don't know. Um, definitely let us know if you know of any any podcasts that uh, are related to, to queer comics, if you find any, if you find, I'm just going to ask everybody this weekend, like, what podcast can I listen to to get more conversations like this? That, those are probably the first people I should ask. People mm-hmm. who actually listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. If not, yeah, I'll come I, back to I, you. I, we'll peer pressure yeah. you again.
1: Yeah, if, if they, <laughs> go if go they out in front of the prison
2: booth and ask everybody yeah. that walks by, hey, do you know if there are any queer comics podcasts? Yeah.
0: I wish I knew who was moderating the awards.
3: Oh, well, um, I we- Maya will be... Emceeing the awards. I thought
0: you were. That's why I said it that way.
3: So, so there's what three moderators? <laughs>
2: kind, if kind of, of. if so, I knew one of
0: them, and one of them would just <laughs> ask everybody, that would be great.
2: <laughs> so before <laughs> we start Let's the, the awards, out a sur- a hand out a survey at the Out in
4: Comics panel <laughs> and the awards. It's just loose post its. Podcast recommendation questionnaire? Mark, questionnaire? Mark? Try that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got you while you were drinking. <laughs> uh, well, podcasting face to, face to face is so good. Over the mic.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It is the best. I wish we all lived closer so we could do this. And I
4: wish you lived closer,
2: right? Because we all live kind of close. And then,
3: then you could record in the Patreon offices in their sound booth. <laughs> yep. As,
0: could the four of us fit in a, yeah. in the yeah. yeah. It's yeah. huge.
3: It's huge. Yeah. Ooh, I like beautiful. this. Beautiful. Right. We should have taken you when we were up there. Damn. <laughs> You'll
4: have to come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I wasn't really going anywhere with the, with the conversation about the, about making, forcing you into a, <laughs> into a podcast. <laughs> a, a, we'll a, just a have this
3: for like in perpetuity. Then you can take full responsibility.
0: I just like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, you you have been you have particular insights, and I think it's pretty cool. And, and it, it's something that I only see when I come to big conventions, and mm-hmm. it's very little. Even though there's a lot of uh, panels, there aren't enough panels. I also want to do a Disney podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just want to do all the podcasts. I want
0: Laura to be in charge of our Disney podcast. And then I want Lauren to be in charge of our... Sneeze Faces
1: podcast. <laughs> is this the host
2: to peer be... pressure segment?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm peer pressure. It's going to be
4: a really short run about an eighth yours. of a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just saw you like for 2 minutes fight with a sneeze.
4: I it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's I you don't do it, I don't know do where I don't even know where it is now. <laughs> it might be like down in my chest. <laughs> Just <laughs> moving around. It's moving so, around. Um,
0: yeah, so I don't know what the future of uh, Geek Therapy podcast holds, but definitely I liked it. For the last couple of weeks, we've had uh, multiple announcements, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we've still got a few more coming. Oh, there's a few that I'm really excited about. Oh man, I'm so excited that the Geek Therapy family is growing. Whether or not Nina will have a show, who knows? I can't see the future. I don't know what the future will bring.
3: You know how much I've been dying to be on this podcast, and now you're just like dangling. Carrot, this was really yeah. fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. I'm sitting. I'm like aching on the inside. i was like, oh, like I want, I want, I want a podcast. But
0: so now you know, if you want to be on an episode of GT Radio, just marry one of our co-hosts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it.
3: It is not. How long have you guys been doing this podcast? <laughs> how many years? You you hadn't earned it until recently Well this particular This particular version of the the podcast Lauren got on the podcast way faster (laughs) Just insert yourself
4: And Don't apologize for it (laughs) (laughs) What's up? I'm here
3: I'm on this podcast
4: I'm on this podcast I don't know what I'm talking about
3: I'm so glad they added you Lauren
4: Nobody knows what I'm talking about
0: Lauren doesn't know what she's talking about.
4: I don't. We all make
2: shit up constantly. What is real? I think we're getting into the delirious time.
0: I yeah, also it's pri- pretty late. <laughs> I take great pride in my preparation and uh, production of this program. Yeah, it you're is not all you're up. like
4: six minutes preparing <laughs> for this episode
3: on the <laughs> the, the sh- bus back here. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> Just don't uh, forget to edit stuff out at the end. <clears throat> Teamwork.
0: I will had edit so much out um so we usually finish with uh, a geek therapy segment but uh, we've run a little long so comic
2: con is our geek therapy yeah
0: that's that's it just yeah, yeah. everybody's is, everybody yeah. in yeah. agreement here i wanted yeah. better like more specific examples but fine yep oh. comic con geek therapy it is if you want to if you want to go longer
2: we could talk about
0: what does your shirt say
2: my shirt says comic con is my
4: therapy
0: There you go Buy, like on,
4: it. buy it G on Public. <laughs> you got it right. Hey, <laughs> you girls learning. <laughs>
0: Our girls learning. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I'll put ads uh, for, for the store in this episode too. Um, I'm wearing my Mastery Hunter shirt, which I'm, I I like very much. I think at the Prism Awards,
2: I'll be wearing my Media Matter shirt.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yes. Um, yeah. So thank you, Nina, for joining us.
3: Thank you. Thank she you.
0: Laura, thank you for allowing Nina to <laughs> to be on the show and to speak. Thank you for letting her have her own opinions and all that Life. stuff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <My wife. laughs>
0: Lauren, I'm so glad you can make it and we were able to, to do this in person.
4: Me too. Hooray. Thank next you. week I'll tell you about the Black Panther research project yeah, that ooh. I'm leaving you for.
0: Foreshadowing.
4: Foreshadowing. <laughs> Tune in next week.
0: Also, uh, we're only halfway through Comic Con, so if you have any questions related to Comic Con about uh, either us being here or experiences or anything like that, that'll be cool. We could cover all that next week um, on the episode, and then rub it in Ali's face for the, you know that he couldn't that be, he here. be here. That he
4: couldn't be here. Yep, I think. But also, all, we miss you, Ali.
0: I think we'd all enjoy that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Poor Ali. I'll
0: tell him about the exclusive shirt that I bought him, but I, I purposely haven't shipped to him yet. And I'll just—it'll be good. It'll be great. I'll, I'll have a few things ready.
3: <laughs> it's for, always for great next week. to be like really mean to your friends and then be like, and then I did something really nice for you, so now you can't be mad at me.
0: I don't like to be mean to people. Ali, an exception.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <clears throat> <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to check out one of the our t-shirts, that's at geektherapy.com/store. Please join our Discord, which is awesome and a uh, lot of conversations happening there. Some might say too many But uh
2: It's okay It's hard
0: to keep track But that's what it's for It's like In the moment stuff Just turn off your notifications Just turn them (laughs) off It's uh Geektherapy.com Slash Discord Our Patreon is at Is Patreon.com Slash Geektherapy And we're on Twitter At Geektherapy I'm at Jose Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur Lara is at Geektherapist And Nina What's your Twitter handle?
3: At Nina Kester
0: No underscore No nothing No nothing Sounds good. I will put it in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.
1: I was this sneeze still won't come out.
2: <laughs> I was looking out for the... Bye. <laughs> Bye.